I'm, I'm worried about the birth rate, which, which you alluded to earlier. The, the contrary to, like mo most people think we, we have like too many people on the planet, but actually this is, this is an outdated view. This is, uh, the, the, assuming that AI is fine, assuming that AI is, there's a benevolent future with AI, um, I think that the biggest problem the world will face in 20 years is population collapse. I want to emphasize this. The biggest issue in 20 years will be population collapse. Not explosion, collapse. The, it's very easy to see what the world will look like in 20 years because humans have a 20-year boot sequence. So like you say, okay, well, who was born last year? Okay, now you know what the world looked like in 20 years. It's that easy. Accelerating collapse. And then, and then oh, the, the, the common rebuttal is like, well, what about immigration? Like, from where? But Mars needs people. Yeah, was, Mars yeah. needs people. You know, there's no zero people there right now. So right now it's just a machine planet. There's only some robots yeah. there. I, well, I think, first of all, I think humans will solve environmental sustainability. In fact, this is a, a self-fulfilling or unfulfilling prophecy. We must, we must take immediate and dramatic action um, and, we, you know, we, we, and, and continue the momentum towards environmental sustainability. And China is actually the world leader in this. In fact, I, I'm not sure how well it is known outside of China just how much China is a world leader in environmental sustainability. Uh, it's extremely impressive. I mean, I think half of all the electric cars in the world were made in China last year, something like that. So. You know, so I don't mean to suggest, suggest complacency, uh, but I do think um, humans can and will solve sustainability. If you're an aircraft and you look down, they say if you dropped a, a cannonball, how often would you hit a person? Basically never. In fact, the stuff falling in from space all the time. Natural meteorites, old rocket stages, all the time. Um, but nobody worries about it, because the, the actual, in fact, all humans on Earth uh, could fit in the city of New York on one floor. Don't even need the upper floors. So that's actually the cross section of, of humans as seen from Earth is extremely tiny, basically vanishingly small, almost nothing. Um, so we need to watch out about population collapse. Um, slow, low birth rates, I think, is um, a, a big risk. Um, and it's also not exactly top secret. You can go look at the Wikipedia you know, birth rate. So, and, and this, this is actually, this, this, is, this is definitely the civilization ends with a, with a whimper, not a bang, uh, because it would be a sad ending um, where the, the average age becomes very high and really the youth are effectively uh, de facto enslaved to take care of the old people. This is not a good way to go end. I think people are going to have to regard, to some degree, uh, the notion of having kids as almost a social duty with, within reason. I mean, just if you can and you're so inclined, you, sh you, sh you should. Uh, otherwise, civilization will just die, literally. The birth rate is strongly correlated to, uh, well, it's, it's inversely correlated to wealth, inversely correlated to education, um, and correlated to religion. The more religious you are, more kids you will have. And this is true across between countries and within countries. Um, in, in the US, the highest birth rate is in Utah. We are going to face in the mid part of the century, a, and, and particularly the latter part of the century, a demographic implosion, the likes of which we haven't seen, including the Black Plague.
the math is obvious. When, when did China ever experience a 50% reduction in its population? Spain, growth rate of 50%. It, it's, it's, it's as though someone went through and, and killed half the population, or at least of the future population. Um, there's something better happen to turn this around. Sustainable energy is important. Uh, the faster we transition to sustainable energy, the less uh, of a gamble we're taking with climate. And um, I, th I think there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around synthetic uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's, really, it's like a computer program. So. I mean, I think with enough, with, with, uh, with effort, that's not too crazy. You could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. The, the, the important thing to appreciate is that we are going to exit the fossil fuels era. So it, it, is, it is inevitable that we will exit the fossil fuels era because at a certain point we will simply run out of uh, carbon to mine and burn. The goal is to exit the era as quickly as possible. That means we need to move from, from the old goal uh, with a pre-industrial goal, goal, which was to move from uh, chopping down forests and, and killing whales to uh, fossil fuels, which actually, in that context, was a good thing. But the new goal is to move to a sustainable energy future. And we want to use things like uh, hydro, solar, wind, geothermal. Nuclear is also a, a good option in um, places like France, which don't, aren't subject to natural disasters. Um, and, and we want to use energy sources that will be good for, for a billion years. So how do we accelerate this transition away from fossil fuels to a sustainable era? And, 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 and what happens if we don't? So if we, if we wait, uh, and if we delay the change, um, the best case, the, 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 the best case is, is, is simply delaying that inevitable transition to sustainable energy. So this is, the, this is the best case if we don't take action now. Um, at the risk of being repetitive, it's, there, there's going to be no choice in the long term to move to sustainable energy. It's, it's tautological. We have to have sustainable energy or we'll simply run out of the other one. So the, the only thing we gain by slowing down the transition is, is, is just slowing it down. It doesn't, doesn't make it not occur, it just slows it down. The worst case, however, is more displacement and destruction than all the wars in history combined. Okay, this is, these are, these are the best worst case scenarios. So then, we have uh, yeah, about 3% of scientists that believe in the best case, and about 97% that believe in the worst case. This is why I call it the dumbest experiment in history, ever. But why would you do this? So the, the, the reason that the, the, the transition is delayed or, or, or is happening slowly is because there is a hidden subsidy on all carbon producing activity. In a healthy market, if you have, say, 10 euros of benefit and 4 euros of harm to society, the profit would be 6 euros. This sort of you know, makes obvious sense. This is where the incentives are aligned with a good future. This is, not, this is not the case today. But if you have the incentives aligned, then the forcing function towards a, a, a good future towards a sustainable energy future will be powerful. In an unhealthy market, you have your 10 euros of benefit, you have your 4 euros, but the 4 euros doesn't, isn't taxed, so you have an un, untaxed negative externality. This is basically Economics 101. So you have basically unreasonable profit and a forcing function 
to, uh, to do carbon emitting activity. Because this, this, this cost to society is not being paid, the net result is 35 gigatons of carbon per year into the atmosphere. We need to move away from this uh, and, 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 and have a carbon tax. But, but this, is being, this is being fought quite hard by the, uh, the, the carbon producers. Um, and they're using tactics that are very similar to what the uh, cigarette industry or the tobacco industry used for many years. Um, they, would, they would take the approach of, even though the overwhelming scientific consensus was that uh, smoking cigarettes was bad for you, uh, they would find a few scientists that would disagree, and then they would say, look, the scientists disagree. So that, that, that's essentially how they would try to trick the public into thinking that smoking is not that bad. The solution, obviously, is to remove the subsidy. So that means we, we need to have a, a carbon tax, and to make it sort of something which is neither a left nor a right issue, we should make it probably a revenue-neutral carbon tax. So this would be a case of increasing taxes on carbon, but then re reducing taxes in, in other places. So maybe there would be a reduction in sales tax or VAT, and an increase in carbon tax. So that uh, only those using high levels of carbon would pay an increased tax. They, they need, they, 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 everyone needs to take action and, and care about what, what the future is going to hold um, and lead by example. Um, so even countries that, that are quite dependent on, on fossil fuels, um, if they just change their tax structure, they can, they can move away from that in, you know, in, in a way that's not super disruptive to the economy. Um, they, it's really just a question of collecting like the same amount of taxes, but but weighted towards uh, things that we, that's, that uh, people believe are most likely to be bad instead of things that are most likely to be good. Um, and we do this already in you know in in, uh, in our tax code. We we tax alcohol and cigarettes much more than we tax fruits and vegetables. It's just sort of the sensible things the sensible thing to do. And nobody you know you don't and you don't hear. You know, countries saying, "Well, we make lots of fruit. And, you know, we make lots of fruits and vegetables. So, uh, like, we, we want low taxes, or we make lots of alcohol and tobacco, and we want you know lower taxes." Like, that's a silly debate. That it's gone. Um, and, and I think the same thing applies to to carbon emissions. Just just adjust the tax code, and the right thing will happen over time. And if you, if it's graduated over time, and you know, it sort of starts off small and becomes significant in the future, then even if you're heavily dependent on carbon today, the, the that that that, that message of, of seeing what's going to happen in the future will have a huge impact on, uh, on, on the way that, that any given uh, country's economy works. So, uh, so, so they will then become not dependent on carbon because of the incentive structure. So I really don't think they have anything to lose here. And we're, uh, we're anything to lose by taking action and a lot to lose by not taking action.